comics, movies, music, video games, technology, Blu-ray, television. This is the HHW LOD Podcast Network. Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download at www.audiblechild.com slash outnowpodcast. Over 150,000 titles to choose from for your Android, iPhone, Kindle, or MP3 player. This week on Out Now with Aaron and Abe, we're talking Focus. Just the two of us. And Marcus. Wait a minute, I forgot my introduction. We are now recording, and this is Out Now with Aaron and Abe. I am Aaron, and as always, this is... Abe, hello! Hi! Hi. Out Now is a film podcast with Abe and I discussing new movies weekly. We cover some various movie topics, jump into a mostly spoiler-free review, then jump back into other fun movie topics. This is episode 181-181. Another palindrome. Boom. And the main feature for this week is Focus, the new film starring Will Smith and Margot Robbie. And joining us today, this morning, uh, we have from The Examiner, I stole his watch, and he just now knows this, it's Marcus Robinson. Hello. <laughs> How are you doing? <laughs> good. Don't forget to get your watch back. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That was I a good watch. Joke. Sold it. Um, <laughs> sold it. <laughs> no, glad to have Marcus back, joining us for this 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 big willy weekend, as I like to call it. Oh, yeah. Um, and no one else. No one else has ever said that before except me. Got it. Um, I think you should go and uh, <laughs> trademark that. I'm pretty sure that you know, you'd get a million bucks. Yeah. Uh, is, that no, why yeah. You, is, is that why you had me on? Because you know that I own every Will Smith album? Do you own every Will Smith album? I do own every Will Smith album. What's ever. the last one? Is it Lost and Found? Oh, jeez. I don't even remember that's, the name of it. That's Switch, he's... right? Switch was like his yes. last like big single. Switch was uh, yes. the big one off that album. <laughs> let's just let's just discuss this for a while. Will Smith's disco- discography. I'm gonna I'm gonna look up right now. Will Smith discography. Here we go. Let's let's do this. Let's do this. It's not too many. I, um, there's, I, not, it, there's like four albums, I think. Four. Let's just let's just delay the whole podcast right now because I want to tell you I, I created the pan. <laughs> I was I had a thing to do this week and it's like I'm gonna create a Pandora station of Will Smith because I was writing my fo- I was writing my focus yeah. review. Perfect. And so I did. So I wrote I wrote, all, I, wrote I was uh, completely writing my um, focus review and then I went in the car and I put on my Will Smith Pandora album. Um, <laughs> studio albums. We got Big Willie Style, which I have. Uh-huh. It's one of the first seasons. Big smash hit. Yeah. One of the first seasons ever bought. Big Willie yes. Style. Um, we have Willennium. Um, yes. That's the one where he's. It's like a crotch shot, right? Yes, exactly. That's exactly what it is. <laughs> and that, that's the last one I remember. The cover. I don't remember any of the covers. The feature such hits as uh, Will Two K, Freaking It, and Wild Wild West, uh, right. featuring Cool Mo D and Drew Hill. Um, <laughs> I hope the listeners are like, "This is great!" A, like we've been. That's wait, I've been, I, that, I wonder what happened to Drew Hill. I mean, like you had Cisco go out on his own, but Drew Hill was pretty cool. Now we have. Then we have Born to Rain. That's like that's like the low point, I would say, because that has like nod your head from 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 Men in Black okay. Two, and nobody likes that song. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> that's not nearly as catchy. That one. I exactly. I I remember yeah. like the video for it, and I remember it's probably an expensive video. That's about it. But the, and then and then there's Lost and Found as the last one. That's a that has that has Switch. Yeah. Among others. And then um, what you don't know is in 2016 he's coming out with another one. I I hope so. I like Will Smith albums. They're fun. And it's gonna yeah. be called Son of a Hitch. You can you can play it in the car with your with your parents. 
Him and him and Jaden, a duet album. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> See, there's, there's we'll funny. Love, there's we'll no, there's, one of them. We're still on this, by the way. We're still talking about Will Smith albums on this film podcast. <laughs> because but, it's um, amazing. It is amazing. But despite there's no the studio the studio albums start with Big Willie style. There's no like album for you know the early days of him and Jaden. Actually, maybe it's just for, maybe it's Fresh Prince and DJ Jesse, but Jesse Jeff. They don't have. They, they, it wasn't official like uh, summertime or anything like that. I'm trying to let me. I'm going to find it right now. This is important, guys. Bear with us <laughs> for those that are sticking around this podcast. <laughs> That's his old Fresh Prince albums. D- sure. Here we go. D- yeah, DJ and Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince discography. Okay. Here we go. Okay, Stude- There's a bunch of these. What are we talking about? Uh, yeah, they had the, a lot of them. There's Rock the House, that had uh, okay. Girls Ain't Nothing But Trouble. I think that was their like their okay. first. That was like their okay. first single. Then he's the DJ, I'm the rapper, which had um, Parents Just Don't Understand. That's like the Emmy winner. Or Emmy. That's the, the, <laughs> Grammy, the Grammy winner. Yeah. Um, then there's And In This Corner um, that has, uh, let's see, I think I could beat Mike Tyson, Jazzy's Groove. That's another, like, doesn't have the, like, the hits on there. Home Base, that has Summertime. Man, wow. how many albums did they have? They got together? five. They have five albums. He, they have more albums together than he does. So, so he was knocking him out. Yeah, year after year, 87, oh. 88, 89, 91, 93. He was knocking him out with, as Fresh Prince and DJ Jazzy Jeff. It's a Jeez. lucrative franchise, the Fresh Prince and DJ Jazzy Jeff. It's hard oh. to say that really fast, DJ Jazzy Jeff. <laughs> DJ Jazzy Jeff. Yeah. Anyway, what the hell are we talking about? We're talking about Will Smith. We're talking Smith. about Will Smith. I'm, Dude, glad we, well, I'm, glad we, I'm glad we got all of that out of the way. So. Big Willie Weekend. Big Willie Weekend. <laughs> we are talking about Focus this week, the new film starring Will Smith. <laughs> Um, I would love to hear "Welcome to Miami" right now. I that you, I might have to end this podcast with that damn song, <laughs> <laughs> um, which is my, by the way, my favorite Will Smith single, "Miami." That's just a good track. Yeah, that yeah. or you know, and the yeah. beat goes on. Either way. Um, oh yeah. So what are we talking about? Um, new podcast. We're talking about focus. Show note stuff, real quick. Um, uh, for I, uh, hopefully this person is still listening after all that talk because we have a contest winner to announce for our Oscar contest. Uh, we had a contest past couple, uh, a couple weeks ago when the Oscars were happening uh, for everyone to email in uh, what they think will, will win, not what they want to win, but will win best director, picture, screenplay, both those awards and all four acting categories. Uh, the winner was Manish Mather. Um, he, uh, he had seven out of eight correct, which is good. Wow. Cause that's more than me for one thing. <laughs> I, I missed, I missed, um, original screenplay and best uh, director um so uh, good on him uh so yeah as soon as he hears this and he emails me his address because i don't keep these things um out now podcast at gmail.com out now podcast at i will send him back a, a prize i have plenty i have like a stack of blu-rays so um he'll get one of those <laughs> it'll, it'll be something something do you, I, do you I think he's do you think he's still listening i think he's a denzel fan he, he might have tuned out during that whole wilson thing <laughs> He wanted us to go through the Denzel discography. Apparently, yeah. there's like this war between Will Smith and Denzel fans. <laughs> <laughs> um. Anyway, Manish, congratulations. Good job. Congratulations. Yeah. And uh, yeah, we'll be sure to have more uh, fun contests and like stuff like that in the future because that was a good one. I mean, we got a lot of entries on that one, which is you know always nice to have. Um. What else? New commentary. We put out a new commentary this week. We did it. Scott Mendelson, Brandon Peters, myself, and a brief cameo by Abe were all involved <laughs> in a, a commentary track for The Terminator, 1984's The Terminator. And that's currently on iTunes and everywhere else you can find our show now, which is a lot of fun and very informative, I'd say. So uh, listen in. And uh, what else? Speaking of uh, new podcasts, a uh, friend of the show, Maxwell Hadid, um, he started a podcast called Real Topics. And this is a film podcast which has him and one other person having a kind of one-on-one discussion about various topics with films coming in as, you know, the way to kind of keep that Charlie conversation Rose going. Style. Charlie Rose style, sure. 
And um, I was I happened to be his first guest. He invited me to be on his podcast, Aww. and um, and we talked about uh, race relations in America, especially in light of in, in light of recent events and uh, how you know the various films that deal with race, particularly with like black culture, um, how those have kind of played a part in, in, in cinematic history in kind of more recent years. So we talk about films like Selma, obviously, and Do the Right Thing to go back a little further. And films, you know, in between and beyond and further. So um, that's a real good podcast. I was, I, was, I was very happy to be a part of that discussion. So uh, you can find that on iTunes. He has it already up. Real Topics, R-E-E-L Topics. So shout out for Maxwell there. Let's see, we're going to get to this a little later on in the show into our feedback section, but I am going to say um, uh, Leonard Nimoy passed away um, this week, which, um, you know, that's sad. Uh, it's always sad when, you know, he's you know, a respected actor, someone that people widely admire for various reasons, you know, passes away. And it was, uh, you know, it, I, yes, I've said that I'm not a huge Star Trek fan in the past, and that I mean, that hasn't changed because of this, but at the same time, I do, you know, respect actors that have some kind of standing in the society and whatnot. And Leonard Nimoy is certainly, you know, a big favorite for a lot of people out there. And so, you know. Yeah, there was a lot of uh, emotion that went through the the interwebs this week. And um, I didn't realize how profoundly of an impact Leonard Nimoy had in terms of just sci-fi and also uh, how engrossing of a, of a person that he was just from his speeches and from his speaking engagements. So I... Yeah, I'm sad too, um, but he lived a pretty good life, I'd say. Um, it's unfortunate that you know he went in for. I think he went in for some sort of chest like pain chest or something pains, like that. Yeah. Right. Which is not that it, this makes it better, but there was a kind of there was something of a setup, I guess, where you get that's like, well, that's not good. I hope nothing yeah, bad happens. But right. at the same time, you're like, well, he passed away, and I mean. He, yeah, and I believe he has a, like a final tweet out there. I wish I could find that. Which is that which is very profound, or it's pretty nice. It's like life is like a garden. Um, uh, let's look it up. So yeah, the last tweet that Leonard Nimoy had uh, on his Twitter account was: "Life is like a garden; perfect moments can be had, but not preserved, except in memory. Long live and prosper." So yeah, wow. it's kind of uh, sort of foreshadowing, but um, anyhow, I mean, I think he had been battling some sort of illness. Uh, prior to as well but yeah it's, it's always unfortunate to hear these things but again um these things do happen so uh you know we are sorry to hear it marcus yeah I, i'm i wasn't a huge fan but they're okay it was interesting in terms of um, you like what yeah in terms of watching them I, I i don't know his whole filmography or anything like that but i was listening to a um an interview with with Conan O'Brien maybe like two or three days before Leonard passed, and he was saying something to the effect where he when he was working on uh, The Simpsons, he he they were going to get George Takei to be on uh, one of the episodes he wrote, the monorail episode, one of the best episodes in The Simpsons ever, and uh, yes. George George uh, okay. uh, backed out. Uh, because he was on some kind of board of, of, of in San Francisco of some uh, transportation board or some, something like that, right? And uh, I guess at the last minute, he reached out, Conan reached out to Leonard, and he did it because he's such a, I guess he was such a great guy. He was such a cool guy. He was no big deal, you know, and he has a little small part in that, that episode, so I thought that was interesting. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, Leonard Nimoy a good long life good long career and uh, he'll be missed yeah so let's move on now let's lighten things up a bit by talking about something dark and gritty um 
a new <laughs> fan we don't generally do like kind of news stuff or whatnot but this is just like so interesting for me so <laughs> to not bring up a new fan film for the power rangers came out this week um which has since been taken offline in some circles on well, Vimeo and it's youtube back. it's back now yes yeah. it's it's a it's been a roller coaster ride for the power rangers um but as opposed <laughs> to just like random fan films from people that have some talent this is from a uh, joseph Kahn, um who directed torque um in a film called detention and um, you know he basically it's a person that's directed films before and what have you like it's so right. it's not it's not just like an up and comer, um, and uh, what I've to basically to describe it I think I'll link it in the show notes too but this is a this is a movie about the it's a short fourteen minute film that's an R rated version of Power Rangers after they have presumably grown up and it stars James Vanderbeek and Katie Sackhoff from uh, Battlestar Galactica right. and um, the the film is essentially like it's as if like the Power Rangers have grown up. And what what effect being them has had on their lives and where they are now, and it it had like the you know it's a fourteen minute short film available on YouTube for free, so it's not going to have like the greatest of uh, fight scenes or what have you, but it's pretty impressive. Like the visuals are pretty pretty good. The uh, there's there's two there's at least two fight scenes that work really well, and it's also you know very R rated Power Rangers stuff. Yeah. Uh, Abe, you watch this as well, right? Right, yeah, and given given what it was for 14 minutes, I, I did think, yeah, this is actually pretty cool. Sure, it's kind of like cheesy in terms of the lines and the well, the it's, roles. It's Power Rangers, so. yeah. <laughs> but I mean, just in terms of, of you know the the quote unquote act overacting or whatever else. But yeah, it was pretty impressive. I I was really uh, taken with the costume design, um, especially with the Green Ranger. He's got this cool shield, uh, which I kind of wish they would show more of because that was uh, that was pretty neat. Uh, usually it is a, a a shield that he has on him the whole entire time, but this one looked like it was uh, some sort of hologram slash awesome uh, shield protector. So it was pretty cool. It was uh, it is quite bloody. I I was watching it at work, and then there's boobs, and I was like, ah, I better not watch this right now. <laughs> so just in case you're gonna watch the video on Monday because you're listening to this podcast on Wednesday for whatever reason. Uh, just be aware that it is not safe for work. Um, and I mentioned, but that, yeah, no, it I, I mentioned pretty, that it went. I mentioned cool. that it went up and down. It's because there's been this kind of battle between Saban and Lionsgate, who currently right. have the rights to Power Rangers to make the move. They're going. There's a there's an upcoming live action film that's per- currently being kind of made and written and everything and developed. And so this came out, and it's been a sort of like, wait, can you guys do this? And which I mean. Yes, there's a professional filmmaker working on it as opposed to just a random fan, but they are putting up their own money, and it's a you know it's not something that's infringing upon anything necessarily. So there's some yeah. tri- there's some tricky gray area there, I guess. And about that, that's also I mean, Sabin, Sabin, Saban, Saban, yeah. They were basically saying, hey, we didn't authorize this. However, they were also saying, wow, this is generating a lot of great word of mouth for Power Rangers. So I guess we'll allow them to. Put it back up. It was on Vimeo, and it was a part of a. It was a, an editor's best pick for Vimeo, and then it was taken down. And then they put it up on YouTube, and I guess now it's back everywhere. Well, it depends. I mean, certainly generating kind of discussion about Power Rangers, but given that it's this kind of gritty, dark, upta- upbeat of it, like uh, presumably the new movie would probably be in the line of something like uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, where it's not necessarily right. not. It's it's not necessarily like adults. It's still but it's, like but a it's, children's movie. It's it so scales. It's it like treads the line between family friendly and just kind of a an action movie, I guess. Yeah. And so it's more like I don't know if we want this to be out there influencing people how to think about Power Rangers before we get our own version that will presumably look something like this, but a little less 
graphic. <laughs> but at the same time, you have so many other fan films out there from just people. But that's where it gets again. It's you know it's uh, professional actors and filmmakers working on something like. So you know it's it's a weird kind of situation to be in. That said, I did enjoy watching it. So <laughs> that was there. You go. Uh, as far as seeing Power Rangers today. Uh, again, I'll put it up on the on the uh, in the show notes so anybody that hasn't seen it, or you can just you know Google it yourself and find it pretty easily. And I think that's that as far as show notes go. iTunes reviews and ratings, <laughs> good to get those, I guess, guys. Um, it helps us out, helps us show out. I should mention we've been on the What's Hot list on iTunes for a little while now. Um, I mean, I've been trying to grab a mic, but it's been burning my hands. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it's cool. I mean, that just means there's a lot of people listening, and uh, we're glad to have all listeners, all new listeners, and old, even the ones that stuck around with us after the Will Smith and discography discussion. Um, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, uh, let's move on. Let's get to know everybody. Each week we ask each other a few questions and try to set the tone for the podcast because how can you set the tone better than after discussing Will Smith's discography? Um, <laughs> but yeah, we do all this so we can better get to know no, everybody. A uh, little, little off? It's all right. It's been a few okay. weeks. It's been a while. Um, <laughs> Abe, you want to start this one off? Sure. So if you guys are a part of some sort of racket gang, you know, either stealing cars or stealing Rackets. watches racket or stealing tennis rackets yeah. uh what would you think would be the one that suits your talents the most in terms of what like position in said racket racketeering <laughs> group well what kind of what kind of uh objects would you be stealing oh, what would be stealing yeah oh um wacky waving inflatable two barmen that i think that'd be <laughs> kind of hard actually because the uh, lights are always on over at the car dealerships if, if it's not hard it's not worth doing it Mm, good point, sir. That's a fortune cookie right there. <laughs> What's, that? What's that guy doing? What me? And you're just like waving your arms in sync to block the fact no, that this is things behind you. I'm just trying to have fun with this wacky inflatable arm. As I was saying that, I was waving my arms about as if you could see what I was doing to really get the idea of my empty sample. <laughs> I'm still doing it now. <laughs> you're still waving your arms. Yes, I am. <laughs> Marcus, what would you steal? Ah, <laughs> uh, jeez, uh, I can't even beat that. Uh, man, I'd specialize in stealing like mood rings. Mood ring. Mood know, rings. You need like a mood ring. You're just lifting mood rings off the. Uh, yeah, no all, other ring though. All, all yeah. that money you're making off those mood ring sales. <laughs> yeah. Great. They, there's a big market for mood rings. I'm uh, just. Who's okay. gonna create the market for mood rings? I get it. It's enough think, to keep me well fed. How old do you think Will Smith is offhand? Forty-seven. Pretty old. good. Too how old, old is he? Now. He's forty-six. That's a good guess. Oh wow! That's, that's, oh wow! That's a good guess. Okay. Black don't crack. I'm telling you. you put, <laughs> put him in that fresh that uh, that Bel Air high school jacket. I'm telling you, he'd go right back to school. He'd go right, right back. Yeah, that's what Jimmy Fallon's gonna do next week or something. I'm sure. I hope so. I'd love to see a Fresh Prince reunion on Jimmy Fallon show. <laughs> they um, did the, uh, the the I know uh, they did the intro, intro for when which he was, was in pretty, LA. Pretty was, cool. Jazzy Jeff was there. It was pretty good. It had, it's pretty good. I like that. <laughs> um, remind me, I'll put that in the show notes too. Um, <laughs> so to get to my question, what was the last great Will Smith movie? Hmm. I'd say great because I feel like he's given great performances well, in movies, but uh, what's the last movie that you consider to be great from Will Smith? Great. You want me to read them backwards? No, I, I, I mean the first one that I think of is I Robot, because um, it was a pretty good performance, and I think I was pretty involved with the story. Um, 
because I don't really think that I I didn't watch Seven Pounds, but I heard that it, I heard mixed reviews. I, I'd be hard pressed to find anyone that says it's a great movie. Okay, yeah, like I think he's, I think he's good in it, but yeah. In terms of also great, I, are you saying the the is there any sort of atmosphere for any particular movie? Like, is it does it have to be a drama or no? I'm just asking if you. Just, what was the last time you thought you saw a great Will Smith movie? Yeah, because I, I think I, it's been a while. Honestly, it's been a while. Six, six been a while. degrees of separation. <laughs> Mark, Mark, are you, are you a fan of Will Smith? I am a fan of Will. Okay, I mean, you're being. He has his albums. So, I would say Pursuit of Happiness. I was just making a joke. I, I know. I, I really enjoyed Pursuit of Happiness, even though it was really Oscar bait. Yeah, I see. I was looking back through, and like I and Abe, you know, both you and I, we, we were surprised by how good we thought Men in Black Three was. I wouldn't yeah, necessarily say I it's was, a yeah. great yeah. movie, but I, I was still surprised by how how good it was but yeah i look at like his performances and i think he's been strong in movies i mean I, seven pound hancock which movie i'm not a huge fan of to the chagrin of scott mendelson who loves that movie um <laughs> i am legend again a movie where it's like i like the two thirds first two thirds a lot exactly but that's like the thing that takes me out of the movies but his, the last third. but his performance is very strong in it um same with pursuit of happiness there's a good performance there but i i mean then you go back and I, I look at Enemy of the State as like the last time I'd see I'd say there's like a great Will Smith movie like because then you have what after Enemy of the State it's Wild Wild West, Legend of Bagger Vance, Ali where he's very good in, uh, just I don't think it's a great movie. Men in Black Two which, uh, uh, Bad Boys Two which is fun I love watching Bad Boys Two but no I don't think you're not gonna call it a great movie. Um, I Rubit, uh, Shark Tale which okay I don't think anybody saw. Oh, we, oh I saw it. <laughs> <laughs> Oscar nominee, best animated feature, Shark wow. Tale. Yeah, that's a thing that happened. <laughs> uh, no competition, I guess that year. It didn't win, thank God. But <laughs> geez. Um, Hitch, Pursuit of Happiness, which is a really good movie. Um, yeah. I Am Legend. Uh, we had discussed already. Hancock, Seven Pounds, Men in Black Three, and then After Earth. Um, After Earth. After Earth. <laughs> so yeah, I, mean, I would say it's been like again. There's a lot of good Will Smith performances out. And Pursuit of Happiness right. is probably the closest I'd say to a great movie. Um, yeah. But yeah, I look back at like it's been like oh, it's been a long time since I'd be like I mean, just out and out. I, I remember like an article back way back when, like maybe in Premier Magazine, where it was saying like Will Smith is Mr. July because every time that he would release, it would always be in July and it'd be like a hundred million bucks in the bank in the month. When was that article written? Probably like 1996 or something like that. Well, I mean, you look well. Well, he had that period where it was Independence Day, Men in Black. Those were those are both huge. And like Enemy of the State was an R-rated November or December. Like it was it was a fall movie. Wild Wild West brought him back again to that kind of July zone. Mm -hmm. But the the thing was, it was when um, he had it was like 2002, all the way to like. To uh, to Hancock essentially, where it's just everything was a hit for him. He had boy again, Men in Black two, Bad Boys two, I Robot, Shark Tale, Hitch, Pursuit of Happiness. I and they're all very different movies from each other. That's the other that's, thing too. Like they're not, they're very different. <laughs> they're dissimilar, which is impressive. Right. And that's actually uh, not to get too too prolonged in the discussion, but that was my question, which was, hey, do you guys think that he's really changed up his? Uh, his acting choices. Well, we'll get we'll get to that in the feedback. There's actually a good question about that in feedback. So we'll we'll get to that when we talk about focus and when we get to our later on in the in the, in the show here. Feedback, feedback, feedback. But yeah, but for now, let's. Uh, that was no everybody. No everybody. No everybody. It was good. I liked it. <laughs> I was happy to transition. Let's go on to out now quickies. PM. Each week we, out now we talk about one main movie of the week, but we have other movies that we see during the week. That's always I mean, called out now quickies. 
Yeah, I think you said all of it. I got it. Yeah. Abe, have you seen any other movies this week? Still finishing Korra. Have not seen any other movies. At least you're on that Korra trail. Yeah. Where are you? Uh, season three, she's gotten, or I, I don't know if I like the enemy in season three. It's kind of like some spirit or something. What I mean, what it is that a show? The yeah. Legend of Korra is a TV show. It's the spinoff of Avatar: The Last Airbender. Oh, okay. Nit 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 Nickelodeon. <laughs> I'm glad you're finishing that one. Yeah, Marcus, have you seen any other movies recently? I saw. What was it? Let me let me see if I'm saying this right. The Sweet Blood of Jesus. Oh, that's the uh, the Spike the Spike Lee film. Spike Lee. The, I his... just wanted to get the duh. It's not the Sweet Blood of Jesus. Yeah, I believe it's a remake yeah. of a black, an early black exploitation film. Yes, a black exploitation movie. I, I'm a big fan of black exploitation. I've never seen uh, Ganja and Hess, but uh, yeah, maybe, it's, maybe it's Marcus, a... maybe you and I and someone else, we should get we should get on one of these. We should do a commentary for a black exploitation film. Like Shaft I love or black exploitation movies. I was or coffee. I, I was, why have I never heard of this movie? But I, well, I mean, yeah. What would you think uh, of this film? We yeah. should. We should. Um, I mean, this is supposed to be his like. It's another crowdfunding, low budget. Uh, a movie for Spike. So this was supposed to be his little horror macabre vampire movie, kind of. You know, it's about a guy who gets stabbed by an ancient uh, African artifact, and uh, he develops a, a taste for blood, for human blood, which sounds like a great premise. But the first half is a lot of him meandering around, trying to live his life and having little misadventures and whatever. And the second half gets a little uh, better when he meets one of the wives of uh, one of his victims and they fall in love and it gets a little bit more interesting. Now it's still a Spike Lee movie. So the story's kind of a mess. Um, there's points when the movie is going forward and they stop and they have a discussion about black people in the white man's world and where we fit in, in the Bible and where, you know, stuff like that. And it, it doesn't, well, it fits in other movies. It doesn't really fit in here. So I don't know. Like I would say that this is one of Spike's best movies in a long time, but I don't know how much credit that is that's giving to, to the movie. I mean, if you're a Spike fan, you'll, you might think it's interesting. It's like two and a half hours long. Really? Um, wow. So, something like that. Yeah. Well, it's, it's two hours. It's, an hour, it's 123 minutes. I can it understand. Felt like, it, felt feel like, long. It, it felt Spike, like three yeah. hours. Yeah. Well, <laughs> Spike Lee movies that aren't that great tend to feel long. So. It felt like, yeah, it didn't It didn't start picking up until the latter half. That said, the soundtrack is awesome. Great. I mean, I bought the soundtrack. And the blood and gore stuff, which I haven't really seen from Spike all, like to this extent, it's really, this is really gory and really bloody and really, it's done extremely well. Like it's like all the budget was put into the gore. And so I would love to see Spike do like a kind of a, a bigger budget horror movie. That would be kind of interesting to me. That would um, be interesting. But cause he did it so well, but there's not much to take from this movie other than to say it's like an interesting little vampire-ish movie i mean it's not even like i know a lot of people like only lovers left alive this is like a hipster vampire movie or let the right one in those are more developed than this one was this is kind of a mess this is really messy so i mean if you're if you're a fan go see it if you're not yeah all right and that's available currently on a video on demand correct yes okay 
I've seen a number. We haven't done quickies in a bit, so I've seen a number of things I want to just get through. First two I'll do a little quickly. I saw Beyond the Lights, which came out on uh, Blu-ray a week ago. This is a film from the director of Love and Basketball, uh, whose name I can't remember offhand. Uh, it's like it's that's a fun movie. It's Gabriel Prince Brightwood or something. Gina Prince Brightwood. Uh, I was close. Um, but yeah, it's from the and director of Love and Basketball. This film stars um, Gugu Mbatha-Raw. These names, telling all these people, <laughs> Gugu Mbatha-Raw. You're the king of names. And uh, and Nate Parker. Um, it's a it's a it's I would say simple, but it's it's a love story. It's a drama, and it's good. I really enjoyed it. Danny uh, Glover's in it. Danny Glover's in it. Many drivers in it. Both are very good. Um, I enjoyed it quite a bit. Good soundtrack too. Um, House of Cards started up this past Friday. And I'm a big House of Cards fan, and I'm watching it currently. I'm four episodes in so far, and I'm really enjoying it. Um, so if you haven't watched House of Cards so far, um, why not start? If you have Netflix, it's a good show. Um, now these other two. Abe, yeah. do you like Danishes? I do love Danishes. Do you like Hannibal Lecter? I do like Hannibal Lecter. Do you like Westerns? I do like Westerns. Well, guess what? I saw a movie called Salvation, which is a Danish Western starring Mads Mikkelsen. Oh, not like <laughs> the Danish eating food. Yes, not like the Danish eating food. You're correct. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, in that case, there's a movie called Salvation. I think it might be in video on demand or just in really limited release. But yeah, it stars Matt Nicholson. It's produ- it's a Danish produced Western film. Not like all that like amazing or original, but at the same time, it's still a fun like what it feels like a film of of a Danish director who grew up watching westerns and wanted to did make they, his did own. Did they set it in the U.S.? Or did it's they set in the U.S., it? yeah. Okay. It's a, it right. features Matt Nicholson and another actor as his brother. They play these kind of people that came out of a, a war between um, Denmark and Germany, mm-hmm. and he moved. they moved on to the West, and then his, fam- and then his family comes over, and um, they are slight spoilers because it happens in like the first ten minutes, but the, his family is murdered, and he gets revenge, but the revenge he gets happens to be on someone who's related to someone else that's very dangerous, and this kind of revenge game of going back and forth ensues. But so Matt, basically, hell's coming with him. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Hell's coming with me. <laughs> yeah. uh, Mads Mikkelsen's really good in that, though. He does he, he does a good um, Clint Eastwood impression, basically, throughout the film. Um, and, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a decent Western. It's, a, it's, it's, a, it's got his moments, and I enjoyed it. Okay. Uh, last thing, though. This is the best one of the, the bunch here. Wild Tales. Oh, um, this is the film that was nominated for best foreign film right. from Argentina. Um, I have seen now four out of five foreign of the foreign nomination nomination nominees this year. Only eighty percent. I I still want to see Tangerines. It just hasn't been around anywhere. Okay. Um, I think they're at your local Safeway. <laughs> thank you. Right. Uh, but yeah, I mean, Wild wow. Tales. This is a film that's uh, it's six short stories. Um, there's some thematic connection you can find if you want, but it's just a really good and fun movie. It's very accessible, I would say. It's a dark, it's every story has this kind of dark comedy edge to it. Um, generally involves some sort of tragedy of some kind, but it's darkly comedic, and it's just a really good watch. Like I think it's like two hours. It doesn't feel like it. it just feels like you're watching just this fun movie about these like just really messed up situations that make you kind of smile based on how they're handled. Um, but yeah, Wild Tales, it just, it's currently in limited release around, uh, various places. So hopefully it spreads wider or, you know, people check it out when it comes on to Blu-ray or DVD. Um, uh, but a solid nomination. I mean, between this, Ida, which won, Leviathan, and, uh, Timbuktu, I really want to see Tangerine just to know if it's been, like, a, a great year for foreign nominees all around because I've really enjoyed the four out of five that I've seen so far. Nice. So. All right, so that was that, Quickies. Yeah. Let's move on now. Let's get to movie trailer talk where we discuss one of the newest movie trailers that's recently come out when we when it's you know hitting theaters and what we thought of it and what have you and the film that we're talking about this week is crimson peak um this is the new film from director guillermo del toro 
It is a his ha- it is a gothic haunted house film. It stars Jessica Chastain, Tom Hiddleston, Mia Wasikowska, Charlie Hunnam, and uh, it's it's a new Guillermo del Toro movie <laughs> set in the horror gothic horror world, which he's very much a fan of. And yeah, um, Marcus, what, what do you the, think? What, what? what was the last movie that he directed? Pacific like, Rim. Pacific. Oh, <laughs> before that yeah. though, um, probably Hellboy oh. Two. Okay. Yeah. yeah. It's because he, yeah, he, cause, he produced cause, a lot of stuff. Well, it's because he was he was going to do The Hobbit, and then that didn't happen. So, because there was okay. a lot of development time between Hellboy and Pacific Rim because he was working on Hobbit stuff, and then that didn't and go he, through. And he produced a bunch of, like, those... Uh, yeah, he produced like, one of your, yeah, he produced one of your favorite movies, Don't Be Afraid of the Dark. And also, That's right. like, I, think oh, he, I think he produced, classic. like, Mama. Mama, like but he also produced, um... um <laughs> oh, my God, what's it called? Oh, that's going to be... The Book of Life? Not the well, yeah, he did do the book left, which is quite good. Oh, that's right. Yeah. The other, what's well, the other one the, with the with the little Rise kid. of the Guardians, Puss in Boots, The Captured Bird, Don't Be Afraid of the Dark, Megamind, Julia's Eyes, Beautiful, Splice, Rage, Rudy Kiersu, Kiersi, While She Was Out, Insignificant Things, Hellboy, the animated series, The Orphanage, <laughs> Orphanage, thank you. Ah! Gee whiz, oh, why wow. we had to go. We had to go. He produced a lot of stuff. I kept thinking of it was hard with like a U. Was like unbro. No, he that's not it. Or the orphanage. Like Jeez, the orphanage. No, I love the orphanage. That's a really good movie. Uh, actually, I still can't bring myself to watch it because I, I hear that it's quite. Uh, it's got creepy stuff, but it's more of a well acted drama than it is a horror movie. Yeah, mm. I would say. <laughs> Anything with children with bags over their head. Yeah, that doesn't me. help. It's it's, it's, yeah. pretty, it's pretty creepy. All that said, Marcus, what do you That's think the of the tagline? What do you think of the trailer for Crimson Peak? I I mean I really liked it, but I mean even before I saw the trailer, I mean I'm anticipating anything Guillermo del Toro directs that comes from the horror supernatural genre because that's his. He's a huge fan, and you can tell, and uh, he's always going to bring in some weird visuals or some crazy interesting movie monsters. And when I saw the trailer, I wasn't disappointed. There's some, you know, creepy stuff lurking in the back. There's that hand that's just, you know, I'm watching it in my car on my break and kind of, uh, okay, it was, it was subtly creepy. Um, and the house looks like something that was a cross between like the one in The Shining and the woman in black and maybe there's some like flowers in the attic stuff going on. I don't know. I'm just really really uh really interesting i just hope the story lives up to the visuals Abe? yeah i think that that's where i stand which is i hope that the story lives up to the visuals i am a big fan of guillermo del toro and i do like uh, when he does helm projects like this um because i've seen things where he's produced it like we talked about don't be afraid of the dark and i thought that, that would be kind of decent it turned out to be almost a waste of time um cool. so it's one of those things where i i think that it 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 has enough going for it and I, I certainly do hope that it provides enough uh, story to go along with the visuals, but also everyone in here looks like they're uh, like they're really creepy, and this is almost like a, a spinoff of Only Lovers Left Alive with two of the characters. Mm-hmm. But uh, I can't wait to see how evil Jessica Chastain turns out to be. Yeah, I, I'm completely down for this movie. Guillermo del Toro doing a haunted house film? Yes. I mean, sign me up right away. Can't wait. Visuals will probably be amazing. The film's going to be an IMAX, which is like, yes. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> in, Why not? It, it's an October release of a horror film that's going to be an IMAX. That's just, there you go. That's what I want right there. Um, 
I, I can only imagine he has so many different like ideas for this kind of film, and I can't wait to see all of them come to life on the big screen. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, Crimson Peak hits theaters October 16th in theaters and IMAX, and I'm very much looking forward to it. So now that since we already got the Will Smith discography conversation out of the way, I guess we can just jump straight into our review for Focus. So what now? Can I walk you somewhere? I'm staying here upstairs. Oh really? Oh my God! It's my husband. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Give me one reason why I shouldn't do it. I'm drawing a blank. What? He's on to us. First of all, you gotta wait till she gets my pants off. And then you gotta give me a chance to run. That's how you get the money. Never drop the con. Die with the lie. And why'd you come up here? Professional curiosity. And I like boobs. You know, I figured it was a win-win. You've been in this game for a really long time. I had what I needed. And then, the girl walked in. I put a spell on you. I know you're doing something big. I want in. Can we skip the part where I lead you to believe there's some earth-shattering hump in the works? There's no earth-shattering hump in the works? No. I don't even get thinly veiled allure. No. That's all my favorite shit. I'm sorry. That should have been some of the trailer for Focus, which finds Will Smith returning to the big screen in his first lead role since Men in Black 3. Uh, He's kind of supporting an after-earth. Uh, he stars as Nikki, a con artist who must deal with a woman in his life played by Margot Robbie. At first, he shows her the line, the ins and outs of being a good con artist, but his feelings get the best of him after some time passes and she returns into his life while he's in the middle of his latest scheme. For the Fresh Prince, it may not be, it may be hard to not lose a uh, folk. Anyway, Marcus, <laughs> what do you think of the film? Focus. Uh, I mean, we were discussing it earlier, and it's been a long time, especially for me, since I didn't like uh, Men in Black 3, since Will Smith was in a movie that I really cared about. Um, In fact, I primarily went to go see this movie because I wanted to go see what Margot Robbie was up to, since I think she's going to be a huge star. And because, I mean, it's part of this podcast, but that's all secondary, you know? Yeah, of course. Um, (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So... I actually left this film I, – I had a lot of fun with this. I, I, I actually did have a lot of fun with this. That said, this could have been like uh, Will Smith's back. This is considered one of Will Smith's best. I think there's three things that hold this film back. I think the direction, whereas there are some, there are some scenes, which we'll probably get into later, but uh, there's a football sequence uh, a gambling football sequence, which is really intense. There's uh, that car s- sequence, which is really intense, which had me on the end of, edge of my seat with anticipation. But then there's a bunch of these scenes that are uh, – there's a lot of pickpocketing going on, right? A lot of pickpocketing bait and switch moments. Mm-hmm. And I thought those scenes were handled really flat. Like, oh, let's do from from the binoculars point of view. Kind of, I, I thought that they were going to liven, liven the, the – the, the, the camera techniques up a little bit. I would have wanted, that's me nitpicking a little bit. Second. And I mean, if you know me, I don't even know if I want to go here, but whatever I'm on, on the podcast. Anyways, you already have me on here. Go for it. Um, yeah. Uh, I love interracial, interracial relationships. Okay. I have no, no qualms with interracial relationships. Okay. Despite my love for Spike Lee, I have no qualms (laughs) for interracial relationships. (laughs) Now, Will Smith and Margot Robbie are weird looking together. I don't know if it, it just bothered me. I don't know what it was. I don't know if it was the age thing. I don't know what it was. But they, the, the, the focal point of this movie is their 
and I'm not spoiler. This is not a spoiler or anything like that, but it's their love story. And I just didn't get it. I mean, they have a little chemistry, but I, I just, they just look so odd together. But anyways, uh, I'll go to my third one. And the third one, and I'll tread lightly here because the third one is the ending. And all I'll say about that is while it was well-earned because of the twists and turns or whatever, and it was well-explained, it was really awkward to sit through that explanation. And it was kind of like, okay, fine, and I get it, and this is what you're going to give me, so okay, that's fine. Overall, it was a fun little movie, but though for those three reasons, I think it's not going to be memorable, and it's not going to be one that people are going to look back and go, oh, this was Will Smith's return to, you know, return to his, 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 uh, Will Smith greatness or, or his Mr. July or whatever they were calling him before. Um, yeah, so I thought it was fun. I thought it was fun. Abe? I'm probably gonna be the most lukewarm on this, uh, on the panel, perhaps. Um, I thought it was an okay movie. I, I didn't really think that it was anything too, too special. The characters themselves, Will Smith and then Margot Robbie, I felt as though you didn't really get any sense of why I should really care for these people. Um, and then they introduced a lot of other characters who kind of go away after the first act of the movie. And I thought that that was actually going to, they were the, some of the more interesting things, especially with what happens in New Orleans about how they, how they work as a cohesive 30 person team. And they uh, basically lift all this stuff, um, which they really get away from after that first part. Uh, some of the side characters are really great. B.D. Wong is fantastic in this. I, I was hoping he was going to show up later in the movie, which he doesn't. But the for what he uh, for the screen time that he has, he's really good. Um, and I missed, yeah, I, I missed him uh, being possibly an overarching character in the movie. Uh, I thought that the sleight of hand stuff was okay. I mean, there's. I was sitting near some folks who were just ooing and aahing in the scene where Will Smith is showing her that focus is all that you really need to have, and he's kind of lifting all these washes and rings off of her, and she's just kind of uh, big-eyed and in awe of how he's doing all this. And I was like, eh, it's a movie, you know? They're just not showing you all the all the, the ways that he's just basically getting another watch from uh, an extra person on the set. Um, and sure, you have to kind of drop your... Your uh, what you might call it? Uh, that's suspension you know, that's, of disbelief. You're, you're kind of guessing there because it does have um, Apollo Robbins, who's the one of the the foremost sleight of hand maneuvers in the world. He was a consultant on the film of how to achieve all these things. Sure, and some of this are pretty is is pretty neat. Uh, and I've seen, I think I might have seen that guy on the Today Show. Mm -hmm. um, uh, but uh, I felt as though there's a lot of good looking people wearing some really nice clothes in a lot of the movie, and not a whole lot of anything else. So for the most part, it was okay. It was. Not anything that I'd really walk away from and say, yeah, you should you should go see this movie. I thought it was just kind of flat for the most part. Um, the love story in it, I, I don't really care for as much because um, I just felt as though it was kind of some, somewhat jammed in there, kind of beating your head over. It's like, hey, don't let love uh, get in the way of your game because then you start losing everything. And I could kind of see the ending coming because of what happens at the football thing. I was like, this is... Uh, I know that there's going to be some grander play here. Okay. Well, let's see. I completely disagree with most of the things that you just said. Um, I, I really enjoyed this movie quite a bit, and I would say people should go see it because it's an original R-rated adult drama featuring movie stars. 
Um, it's not based on anything. It doesn't. It, it you know it has some inspirations here and there, but I'd rather see something like this than other things that I get to, that we've been seeing over the past couple of weeks. Um, it just it has everything it needs for it. It's a lot of fun. It has good star performances here. It has a story that's very aware of what it's doing. It's not the first con artist movie, and it very much knows that. It knows that people know that you're going to expect to be conned in some way, but the fun is how to see those things play out, and it does things different. I enjoyed I enjoyed how it kind of pulled off certain aspects of the, of the film where you you expect to be seeing certain turns and twists along the way, but I'm seeing them, and I saw there's there's at least one that I haven't seen before which I can say the same about other Will Smith films in general, where he's done something like Seven Pounds, which has an element in there that I haven't seen before. Um, same with Pursuit of Happiness. There's things in there that are just, they're just different. And whether that comes from him being on board as a producer and someone that you know likes to work on how his films develop and whatnot, um, I just like that he does try to make something unique, and which is why I enjoy... I like to enjoy Will Smith films in general, because he does have a kind of... Of a way of variety in the films that he does. Now, that's not saying that he's necessarily disappearing into characters that he plays. He generally is Will Smith, which works for a lot of actors, him included, and some like to, you know, be more of a chameleon type actor. Will Smith's not that person. He's not the guy yeah. that's going to kind of disappear into a role. He's always going to be Will Smith in my eyes. But he's very charismatic, and that's something I really like seeing here. He is a guy that knows how to command the screen, and I haven't seen that in a while. So it was nice to see this movie where he does do that. He does have my he has my focus throughout the entire movie, and I liked him and Margot Robbie together. I think they have really good chemistry. I understand where the kind of age difference comes in, but it's something about just the way they were acting together, the nature of the relationship. I I bought it. I wasn't I wasn't I wasn't uh, skeptical about what was going on or too worried about the fact it was like, oh, these are just attractive movie stars that happen to be in a movie together. I thought they had good it chemistry. It didn't bother you seeing them together. I I just It I, didn't bother I me. No. I I just I, if, I, yeah, I, I mean I thought there was a playfulness to how they're acting and given the kind of profession that they're in, yeah. it, it worked for me. It's not like, you know, he was <laughs> it wasn't Fifty Shades of Grey. I'll put it that way. <laughs> I mean, it, as much as I may have been lukewarm on the movie, I didn't feel as though their presence on the screen bothered me either, but I did think that their performances and again, their backstory kind of bothered me a lot, which is, you know, uh, essentially someone is always playing another person for a bigger hand. And that becomes a little bit redundant, especially when you're trying to figure out, Hey, by the way, I do want to have, uh, I do have feelings for this other person. I just can't really show it to them because I've got to keep this, uh, this ploy going and that, it got that repetitive. All, that was all explained, though. I, 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 yeah, I didn't see it as finale, right? Anyway. There's people that do it, and they go through. Like the whole thing is like never break your your con, right? The whole thing is never break. Never your drop con the con, yeah, right. And there's people who can do it, and there's people who can't. And it's kind of that's. I think that's where the love story part comes in, and and, and it's explained, and and uh, there's some people who can just live alone, and there's some people who love is more important than than their con or whatever that's why things didn't really get to me it's like i understood who these characters i wouldn't say it's the deepest character study because it's not but it is a character it's a movie focused on the characters who they are in the given moment and i was i was happy watching that follow and what and seeing and and seeing will smith do that i I think it's not just about him having fun one-liners or whatnot i do think he plays a fairly complex character it's not the maybe not the it's not the greatest of Will Smith characters he's played or what have you, but I do think there's there's enough there that kept me invested in where the movie was going, and I do think it helps that yeah you have B D Wong who does an amazing I think he does he's amazing fantastic yeah. in this movie, 
Um, I like the I like the character played by uh, Gerald McRaney. He's the kind of the henchman guy that works for the for uh, for Xerxes for Rodrigo Santoro. <laughs> I know him on House of Cards. Uh, oh, okay. Right. He's, like, he's like the villain in season two of House of Cards, which is I enjoy. He, is he also like a body guy in, in uh, House of Cards? Uh, he's... He has a, he has a way of presenting himself, which okay, he does gotcha. in this film as well. But I mean, I just yeah, I I agree. I would agree that the first half is better. I wouldn't I wouldn't well, deny that whatsoever. I, I think I mean, it's, it's more again. Fun. What's it interesting has, about that is yeah, again, it, it shows you the ins and outs of his and, operation and what have you, which is yeah. Fun. But it also has all these characters that I wanted to see, like the guy, his 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 buddy, Adrian uh, Martinez. The, yeah, yeah, the big guy. Uh, no, 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 yeah. not oh, the that guy's guy. funny, but. Um, uh, his buddy, who's like, "Hey, like, yeah, horse, whatever, uh, like, whatever happens, just don't go gambling." Oh yes. And then he picks him up later in the car, right? Um, yeah, horse. I like that guy. I want to see because it seems like his right hand man, the guy who basically runs all the operations. He's he's the guy that says like, "Hey, if I tap my nose like this, then it's like you know, it means code. And if I show yeah, you three he... fingers, then it's another code." Oh, it's like, oh, you know, this guy is pretty cool. I wish that he was in more of the movie. He's the Kevin Spacey lookalike. Um, but those guys go away like after the the New Orleans. Uh, yeah, the get. first half it ditches that ha- it ditches, it ditches the kind of operation stuff to get more into the, the more into the one on one stuff with right. Mark. And, yeah, and that stuff's explained. That stuff it's it's justified. It's I, not. I, I see why the characters don't just the characters they they go oh he took a break. You know they'll say stuff like that. Oh, he took a break or sure. whatever. Whether yeah. whether it's real or not, it's explained and it's justified why characters, certain characters, just it just it feels fairly organic. Like I don't, I don't, yeah. I I didn't have a new, I I would say again, I I agree that I liked seeing that stuff more than I liked seeing the stuff in the other half of the movie. But I still right. liked both halves of the movie, and I do. And Marcus, you might you mentioned that kind of you thought it was a bit flat aside from certain sequences. And those sequences you pointed out are very good. There's that car sequence that is really strong. Yes. I think the that beat, was like something out of like I don't know, like Breaking Bad or something. It was that, very, it was very clever setup for was, sure. Great, I completely agree. And yeah, the the BD Wong sequence at the, uh, yes. the football game that's fantastic. Yes. And but I but even with the the um just kind of the pickpocketing stuff, I haven't seen that all that much. I haven't seen like large scale sequences of people pickpocketing each other. And yeah, yeah I wouldn't, but, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say directors uh, Glenn Ficarra and John Requa. They do like this amazing job of showing you the everything you've ever needed to know about pickpocketing. But at the same right. time, I haven't seen it's all not that even that often. they don't. It's not even that they don't do an amazing job. It's just they just do. They just go out and shoot it. Like it's not even. Uh, it, it's like, well, I'm I mean, seeing something I mean, very of, that's very of, finesse and very very right. uh, stylish on screen. But I'm seeing it at a really flat angle, or I'm seeing it from a binoculars angle, and it's cool and it's 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 fine. It passes the time. But I want to. It could have been done more in other hands. Like yeah, I, I can see so, the potential there. So for that, I, I do see what you're saying. But in terms of just the overall sequences, I think that the choreography is really well done. But they have to shoot it wide, or else you wouldn't really be able to see what's really going on. Like, right? I don't think you it have can't give you like the dynamic, like like oh, and then she takes the card, and the card, and the camera just spins because like the card holder is is changed place. I can see why someone would do that stylistically. But I also think that oh well, this is kind of neat, like the way that they shot it in the club where they they scan the RFID or RFID yeah. codes. There's kind of like, you know, there's, cool. there's stuff that's like one after. I I get what you're saying, Marcus, and I yeah I I could agree. Yes, if you have you know Soderbergh shooting something like this, I mean yeah, it would probably look different and probably You'd more probably pleasing. More. Yeah, yeah, but at the yeah. same time, I I just the 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 thought of me not having seen large scale pickpocketing before was more interesting to me right. than how it was necessarily portrayed. 
Yeah. Okay. That now and and that's just me nitpicking. I said, oh, yeah, I, yeah it's not a see, huge. Yeah. There, okay. the 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 really well done scenes over over over. Uh, uh, they they move the other scenes to the side. It's just a lot more of those other scenes where I'm like, oh well, okay, it's just passing the time. It's getting from point A to point B. The other scenes were like we're gonna get from point A to point B in the most uh, in in a, in a way that had me had me shaking and had me really smiling at the screen just what what was going to happen well, that's next. when like, the that's when the drama is more palpable like as opposed to just being fun but that, there's but like that scene in particular so there's, 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 a, there's that scene where they're outside and they're they're doing their first run through with her it's a pretty generic scene but it's not supposed to, it shouldn't be it should be a scene that that shows what everybody's about and what they're what uh, 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 the amount of prep that goes through uh, to 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 pull all of these pickpocketing uh, 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 the amount of people that are involved and in, in, in the amount of prep that goes uh, to pull pull this whole thing off. Um, I think it showed it, but it just didn't have that stylized look. It was like watching a magic trick from you know a stagnant camera. Like it's cool, but yeah. like can you do a little bit more? Uh, that's all I want. And that's me nitpicking. Uh, yeah, I right. just saw the potential yeah, there. And I, but, but, and I, and I, and I, and I can only say, I like seeing this more than I like seeing CGI magic. And now you see me. I mean, right. if, if, no, I'm, no, no, I'm no, at least no. I'm glad to see grounded pickpocketing portrayed in some way. Yeah. And this and, had again, a much, yeah, much more was pretty powerful neat. ending. Right. But I mean, for me, there's other problems that are, that are looming that I just didn't like. And, you know, again, those are mostly character and sort of plot based. So, Visually, it is it's decent. It, again, there's you know. Well, you mentioned wanna... that it's you know people wearing clothes and looking nice in places. This is Aren't a really they? good looking movie. I I mean the yeah. shot the portraying New Orleans and Buenos Aires with people that are you know so, dressed for the club and whatnot. Yeah. It's a good looking movie. I mean, there's like a lot of cinematography wise, I love I love the overhead shots a lot because the cities are really lit up and it was really good looking. Um, yeah, I, again, yeah, the way the the location shots are fine. I just didn't really like whatever happened in between, like all the dialogue and whatever else. So yeah, sure. I mean, I would agree with you there. <laughs> well, yeah, I, I think it's a good looking movie and a good sounding movie. Abe, I do like the dialogue. I, li- I think there's a lot of cleverness here and I like the romance going on, given that it is a romantic drama. I mean, that's yeah. the movie. and it's, but it's fun. That's what I like. That's what I got out of it. I had a lot of fun watching this movie. I was, I would, it kept me involved. There were twists and turns where I wasn't yeah, it's the kind of movie that has like a lot of twists and turns, so it's like, yeah, you can probably guess a few of them just because so you I, expect to have them. Yeah. But I feel like there are things you, that you guessed the ending, Abe. I was able to tell where it was going. I had yeah. no clue. I, so I, I mean, that, that's one of the things that uh, Aaron, you bring up a good point, which is like, hey, um, in terms of allowing the story to tell you or to to take you where you want, where it wants to go, um, I wasn't trying to guess the ending, and I right. wasn't trying to like, you know, trying to. Like, oh, well, that person is this and whatever else. It was just more when that happened, I wasn't, uh, I wasn't, uh, my mind didn't explode over it. And because, well, yeah, I think, again, there's... you've seen it, you've seen it happen in the movie before. So okay. there's no real reason for you to think, oh, well, you know, um, maybe things have changed. Yeah, but I think because... that there's a matter of how it was accomplished. And I know we're being very vague on what we're talking yeah. about, but Which I feel we like have... we're all, I think we're all in the same ballpark of at least on the scene that we're discussing. Yeah. yeah, I mean, there's, I I, I would I would offhand I wouldn't be able to explain what just happened when a big shock happens in the movie. Yes. I guess I, I I there are other things I would try to try to explain as to how this could have happened before I got the actual result. And with, with that in mind, 
<laughs> the it it did do st- I I can exp- well, I expect the movie to do certain things by the time it ended. Like I wouldn't I wasn't surprised necessarily sure. by the final conclusion because it's a Will Smith romantic drama comedy. So <laughs> comedy, like I mean yeah. it's going a certain way. But getting there, it did at least three things where I'm like, "Oh, and then oh, and then oh, where <laughs> I'm like, I didn't know yeah. that this was the exact explanation for how that would happen, which I thought, which yeah. I give credit to. I uh, that was the part that I kind of okay. So there's a big moment, there's a moment, you know, that comes after that, and then there's a bunch of uh, explanatory stuff that comes with that what you what you just saw. So they they're like ex- kind of explaining what you just saw and what was, but it all happens in like a three minute segment which i like more than being dragging it out i i do yeah, agree no, 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 with that. that that that's very true but it was just like a lot for me to take in so okay fine i'm taking it and then after a while you're just like okay fine 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 fine. that's fine that's how you're gonna end it okay it makes sense it didn't give me time to break it down and and kind of uh, uh undo the sweater kind of thing you know find little flaws or whatever <laughs> but it, it it didn't Looking back on it, I'm like, oh, maybe I don't want to dissect this movie too much. Maybe I don't want to dissect it any too much because it will just ruin it for me. I kind of took it. So maybe that was the right thing to do. Just plow me with information at the end and send me on my way. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, that's where I get to the, is this a great Will Smith movie or a good one or lower? And I wouldn't say it's great. I think Will Smith is very good in this movie, but I I think it's a fun, good movie. And I, here's the the, the issue is I don't think this is going to be memorable. I, can I don't ag- think anybody's going to remember this outside of six months. I can agree with that to an extent, yeah. but at the same time, I, I'd rather... If Will Smith needs to do movies like this to kind of build back into being, like, this huge blockbuster guy, I'd like to see movies yeah. like this as opposed to him doing needless sequels to other movies that he's already done or yeah, very true. joining on to, you know, bland remakes of things or something like that. Like, he could have easily, you know, been the star of The Man from Uncle or something like that. But he yeah, didn't. Yeah, easily, probably. Which is, you know, which would be another Wild Wild West situation. And we don't want to right. talk about that situation. Um, <laughs> no, no, no. I'm not... And, and this is a good movie. It's just, like, I, I thought it would... And if this... You're right. If this is what it needs to build up to something that's memorable or something that is. And he does have a movie coming out this Christmas that looks that sounds very interesting where he plays a doctor dealing with the like when when uh, concussions in the in the NFL. Like there's okay. that there there's something there. And I could I could see him probably playing a character that, you know, is. And oh, I'm not saying this I movie is going to be jingle all the way too. But and I'm not saying this movie gets a pass. I'm just saying because I do like this movie. I'm not just like blindly saying, you know, this is okay and but good on him for yeah. trying. I do right. genuinely like this movie. I think it's a lot of yeah, fun. I mean, again, this is one of this is one of his better movies in the overall uh, echelon of of his filmography. But if in in 3 years, 4 years, 5 years, if somebody was picking other oh, top five will smith top 10 will smith movies or whatever i think this one might be forgotten like people will be oh yeah focus that was not bad that was pretty good uh, let's put that in there somewhere in the middle i mean that's seven. what's going to happen in this movie unfortunately because it's it's a decent movie it's like it's a fun movie but that's what's going to happen in this movie fair enough yeah you'll do better than seven pounds um, <laughs> I think people will remember seven pounds more, actually. Yeah, because it involves a jellyfish, and it's like, what that movie? Um, <laughs> what? Well, anyway, we're just gonna repeat the same things here. So, what, yeah. what do you? What so, would you? When would you recommend people see Focus, Marcus? Uh, in the theaters. In the theaters. Abe, I'd say like DVD. I'd say go see it in theater. 
Uh, have fun. You don't need to see it in the IMAX, which is strangely on for some reason, but you can see it in the theater. I did see it in the IMAX. You did? Oh, you did? Yeah. It was the only ticket available. But yeah, I People saw were... it. I saw it. it was, the seats were comfortable. That, well, yeah, they should be. It's IMAX. The screen, the screen was bigger. That's how it usually goes, right? I think so. <laughs> What's better, this or Hitch? Or Hitch uh, 2, son of a Hitch. Uh, I don't know. I, I like Hitch. I like Hitch. But this was... This had more of the the moments I had me squirming. I don't know. <laughs> I, Hitch is more memorable. Is it? Yeah. I've seen Hitch once all the way through, and I, I don't. <laughs> Hitch, I Hitch is more memorable. I'm trying I to think of what I remember about Fitch. Uh, hit Fitch. <laughs> remember Fitch? Jellyfish. <laughs> Jellyfish. But I don't know if Hitch is memorable because Kevin James, or you know, I know this is memorable because it, it has certain scenes that I really liked. Mm-hmm. It has a better story. There's more to it. I like the twists and turns. All right. Yeah. Curious. Uh, yeah. I forgot. It. See that? I've seen. I forgot about Kevin James when I said Hitch. Like that's how memorable Hitch is to me. <laughs> like and that, oh. and that, and he is the best part of that movie. Like he's yeah. doing all kinds no. of stuff. I like Kevin James. I think AJ. Yeah. I remember the trailer more for Hitch than the movie Hitch because I remember. Okay. You, I said you go ninety. I go ten. I remember that. That's what I remember. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's what we need to do next. We need need to recreate. Uh, trailers for Hitch Will Smith. Re- yeah, just do that. Oh hell no. Okay, oh. moving on. Um, so that's our review for Hitch. Let's move on. Let's get to our sponsor for the week before we get to other anything else. Um, today's podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. Um, you can get a free audiobook download from audibletrial.com. Podcast. There are just thousands and thousands of titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or any kind of MP3 device. Uh, this week I'm recommending a book called Out of Sight. Um, it is from Elmore Leonard. Um, it's you might have known you might know this movie as, or this this book as a movie starring George Clooney and Jennifer Lopez is one of my favorite movies. Um, but I was reminded of Out of Sight quite a bit when I was watching Focus, based on just being a kind of crime comedy love story type thing going on. And it's a very good story, and I'd recommend that on Audible. You can find that there along with other Elmore Leonard books and many other books that you want to go for. Uh, so yeah, go to audibletrial.com slash podcast. You can get a free audiobook download just by going and checking one out. You can also check out their service for 30 days. If you don't like the service, you can get rid of the service, but you get to keep the book that you downloaded for free anyway. So, with all that said, be a winner. Read. Or listen. Audibletrial.com slash podcast. All right. So now, without that out of the way, let's move on to Out Now Feedback. Feedback, feedback, feedback. This is, of course, where we read many of the responses and questions on our facebook page facebook.com slash now podcast where we ask a number of questions and you give us answers and you asked us some questions and we'll give you some answers <laughs> first question we asked everyone is what's everyone's favorite will smith movie uh winner manish writes hitch and men in black uh, adam writes ali andreas who i don't think who's ever written in before uh, writes the legend of bagger vance tammy writes hitch philip vandy price writes uh men in black friend of the show from the show, Maxwell writes, Enemy of the State. Jason writes, After Earth, just kidding. It'd be Men in Black, Bad Boys, iRobot, and Hancock. Uh, Justin writes, Wild Wild West. And lastly, Kyle writes, Jersey Girl. Mm-hmm. <laughs> What's your favorite Will Smith movie? I just go Independence Day. I, I, like, yeah, it's Men in Black or Independence Day because yeah. those like he's really having a blast in those. Independence Day or even or Bad Boys. I'm a huge Bad Boys fan. Are you going by performance or all movies? Just by, just by movie. I, I think just over. like, yeah. yeah. By performance, I'd, I mean, I'd go, I'd, I'd look at his movies that I don't even like that much. I'd look at I Am Legend and Hancock. I think those are very strong performances. He, you know, he had a, 
he had a really good performance in in uh, the Fresh Prince episode where uh, his dad comes back into town. Fresh, Fresh Prince dad episode. That is, you know that is, that is a good episode. The, uh, that's, Why doesn't he want me? So many show Why notes I got to put man? in this week. Yeah. <laughs> what did I say before already? I got to like keep track of all these show we notes. Got, oh, yeah. oh, okay, okay, show we notes. Got, uh, Here we go. I got Power Rangers. Yep. Uh, got to find that episode. That's a that one gets me all. We got to put a Hitch trailer in now. <laughs> Will Smith dad episode. What else did I say? Leonard Nimoy Conan epi- or Simpsons episode. Oh, the monorail. I didn't say that as a show note. Oh. Uh, when I look back at editing, I guess I'll find it. But I gotta find these show notes. <laughs> yeah, the editing will tell us. Mm-hmm. I'm finding these show notes for you guys, the listeners, by the way. So be nice if you, yeah, if you it, guys check out the show the notes. Are really for for the listeners. I, 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 yeah, so well, you guys can. It, so you guys can find or... something. So be yeah. free to not just listen to iTunes, but you know, go to go to the Code of Zeke or wherever to find like the actual article or for automatic, each, right? For each for each episode. Yeah, they're fun. Yeah, they, you know, sure, there are a lot of inside references, but. That's why, that's most, why you put them there, so people most, get them. Most of the people will probably know what they are already. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, favorite con artist films? Um, Van, Van Nana writes, does American Hustle count? Of course, sure. Fuck con artists. Uh, it's, it has hustle in the title. They um, throw the, the biggest con at the end there. There you go. George has Dirty Rotten Scoundrels. Manish has Catch Me If You Can. Maxwell has Ocean's Eleven. Taryn has A Fish Called Wanda and Dirty Rotten Scoundrels. Uh, Joe Jans has The Sting. Classic. I agree. Tammy has Catch Me If You Can. April has Confidence. Justin has The Usual Suspects, The Color of Money, and Maverick. And Jose has, Jose, friend of the show, Jose Cordova, has lots of good ones listed already. I'll have to add the in the Brothers Bloom. It's a good choice. That is a good choice. Next question we asked is, uh, who are your picks for the most charismatic actors out there? Uh, Tyler writes, Nicolas Cage. I mean, come on, the guy tries. Yeah, he he does try. <laughs> Uh, Manish writes Jiggles. Thank you for writing Jiggles, uh, a.k.a. Joseph Gordon-Levitt. <laughs> Jason writes Samuel L. Jackson. And lastly, George has Sam Rockwell. Nailed it. He's not wrong. Sam Rockwell, quite charismatic. Who do you think is a charismatic? Like, I ask this because I tend to think Will Smith is one of the more charismatic people in the world, which yeah. is not an easy thing to pull off, I'd imagine. Like, I was watching David Letterman this past week. He was uh, he, he was, was quite active on the Letterman show. He's he saying uh, he rapped. Yeah, like he came he came out and they were playing um, getting jiggy with it. So he just took the mic and started singing the first verse, and then he points to the crowd and they sing the chorus. Like it's like not many people can do something like that. So. He should he should host the Grammys. I'm surprised he has it, but they got that damn yeah. Cool J. Hello <laughs> Cool J. They lo- cool ladies, cool ladies love Cool James. Ladies on, love on yeah. Grammys. Ladies love that Cool James guy. <laughs> Charismatic actors, uh, you know, when you see them and they kind of have a, a screen presence. We, we didn't ask you to define it. <laughs> so yeah. stop, stop stalling, Gabe. <laughs> you got to put, uh, since I haven't said it in a while, I haven't been on here for a little bit. I got to say Ryan Gosling since I haven't said Ryan Gosling in like a week. In a week? Wow. Yeah, I haven't mentioned Peter his name Selva. in a week. Oh, Selva, yes. charismatic He's a charismatic actor. guy. Yeah, I would say so. Yeah. Uh, Downey Jr. I mean Robert Downey Jr. Yeah, 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 yeah. yes. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. Tony Stark himself. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Anyway, let's move on. Uh, let's get to our questions. Uh, we got some questions here. Uh, Jason asks, "What was your favorite film with Leonard Nimoy and your favorite episode of Star Trek with Leonard Nimoy?" Um, as I'm not a huge Star Trek fan, I don't really have an answer for that. But I will say my favorite film with Leonard Nimoy is Invasion of the Body Snatchers, the 1978 remake. Um, it is a fantastic film, and he's in there, and he's quite good. Hmm. Any follow up? 
No follow-up. That's what I would say. Yeah. Cool. Moving on. Justin asks us, why all the hate for the Goonies? I love that movie. Rocky Road. So I think I, in our commentaries we've discussed, right. and even on yeah. some episodes we've kind of had, we've, had, we've, had, we've remarked that like the Goonies is not one of our favorite movies. <laughs> and again, we, we say favorite. So it's it, sure. Is it a decent movie? Maybe, yeah. But I mean, it's not one of those. <laughs> not one, <laughs> it's not one of those ones where I I look back fondly and say, yeah, remember that one time that I saw the Goonies with my cousins, and it made a lasting quoting, impression. You guys aren't quoting the Goonies left and right, or no, no we're, we're not. We're not no. A, I mean, Abe does the truffle shuffle because of his belly, but I mean, the rest yeah. of which uh, one of like, you guys no. likes the Goonies more? Probably me. <laughs> yeah I'd, I'd say so and i'm not one that's quoting it all the time i i think it's more because brandon peters and scott mendelson friends of the show who we even remarked on our latest commentary we talked about the goonies for like half a second they're not fans of the goonies and they like yeah. monster squad which came out recent around the same time uh brought monster squad written by shane black of course uh which start which has all the movie monsters and this fun kids movie similar to the goonies having a fun kids movie they're kind of this from the same place uh goonies yeah i i it's not a movie I love, but it's a movie I find to be entertaining. But just not one oh, where it's like I. But do you are you are you a huge Goonies fan? No, it's annoying. <laughs> <laughs> See somebody wearing a truffle shuffle shirt or a, uh, quoting something from the Goonie. Oh my god! I wanna Aside from "Hey you guys," I can't quote anything else. I can quote. Uh, a there's lot. a bunch of there's them. A lot I, of things, and I and I like a lot of stuff in. Um, the, I think there's a level of imagination in the Goonies that I admire. It's just a movie that kind of drags. <laughs> it it's moment. dated. It's dated. It's no. I'm, I'm done with the Goonies. Mm. I didn't. See, I don't see what the big deal is about the Goonies. It's because Goonies never say die. Oh great. Anyway, Maxwell <laughs> asks if you could give Will's here we go. If you could give Will Smith any advice for his career path, what would it be? Should he do sequels to his beloved blockbusters? Try for some prestige films? Do an indie, etc. Um, he has to do an indie for one as part of that question. That's I don't think that's possible. Like as much as I admire actors it's that kind of star power, it, yeah, it's exact. That's exactly it. I think that, as much as I admire actors that kind of go to certain, you know, they they kind of dial things down and do something smaller, such as an indie. Will Smith's not that guy, and that's why something like Focus works for me because it is a relatively cheap film. It's only like, I, th- I believe it's only like thirty million. Which yeah, I mean that's a big number, but compared to you know the blockbusters of the day, right. there's not many movies like this where you can where you can have a giant movie star like Will Smith and only make a thirty million dollar movie. Um, Will Smith, as I said, he's not a character. He's not an actor that I think can disappear into character roles. That's just not the type of star he is, and that doesn't. That's not like a disservice to Will Smith. There's plenty of actors that I don't think have that kind of ability these days. Denzel, I think, is one of them. I think Denzel's a terrific actor, and maybe early on in his career he can disappear into certain roles. But now he, he's generally Denzel. Like it was right. not a bad thing, but I, I generally don't see anything but Denzel. Right. So with Will Smith, yeah, he. He's capable of being very entertaining in roles and what have you, but he's not a guy that I can see playing, you know, so like a random run-of-the-mill bookstore owner that meets some quirky girl in indie comedy. Like, I don't know where that movie is. Um, or not even meets the girl. He's just like the, the bookstore owner. The bookstore owner. Yeah, he's just that. He's yeah. like giving advice. He's the Obi-Wan. That doesn't, mean his, that doesn't mean he doesn't have options. I mean, as far as his career path goes, stuff like this, I mean – as we've kind of as I've kind of said before, he's done a lot of different movies. Like it's not not everything is the same with him. Yes, there are a lot of action and sci-fi focused movies in there, but I mean he especially more in his in his more recent career, he has tried to challenge himself as an actor who happens to have this kind of clout that comes with him. I think of something like I Am Legend or Hancock where those movies have flaws in them, I would say, 
And at the same time, playing, you know, the last man on Earth who's conflicted about how to go about living his life right. with just a dog and a dead family. Or, you know, playing a superhero. That's the that's what makes me disappointed about Hancock, where I really wanted to like that movie because of how interesting that sounded. A, a superhero who's basically a drunkard that yeah, has this, yeah. this checkered past and doesn't know how to handle himself. Like, there's some interesting stuff there, and I think he does a good job of playing... Those are movies that utilize his star power in an interesting way, where he plays... I mean, playing a superhero means he's a superhero, and he's Will Smith. He's already a superhero. So giving him this kind of complex role where he's a drunk superhero that doesn't know who, where he came from, who he is, or what have you, that's interesting. So yeah, I, and one thing yeah. that I'd add is that Will Smith is one of those actors who I think is known uh, through Hollywood and through interviews and through whatever else. He's really trying to, to keep his brand, right? So he's... He's very conscious of the the roles that he does take. He doesn't really want to go too negative. He doesn't want to be ultra, ultra like family oriented. But he wants to be uh, well known enough so that he is an actor that you always see as positive. Um, that's, and I think that's that's yeah. That's been that's been part of his kind of his career trajectory getting up to this point. I right. Mean, he's, but I think that that's know. that. It's been working out for him. I don't know if there's a whole lot you really need to change. I mean, again, I think the the motto would be, Will, you do you. You know what I mean? Like, whatever you think is your right vehicle, because I think that he's uh, very particular. So he wouldn't do anything that's just like a piece of trash or he didn't think that there was any value in it. Um, do you want him so, to play like a bad guy? or? Well, I mean, that's I, that's what's interesting about this next movie. He has the suit. Or not, no, no, the next movie is uh, uh, Concussion or whatever. It's, I believe it's called Concussion. But the next movie after that is the uh, the Suicide Squad with him and Margot Robbie and a, has, a cast of other actors, where he's, not only is he in it, and he's playing, you know, a part of a, vil, a, a villainous team, because it's mm-hmm. all, it's DC, it's like a team of villains in the DC universe, it's also an ensemble. Like, he's not necessarily the, the lead. Like, the technically, lead. like, Jared Leto is presumably the lead, because he's plays the Joker in that Joker. film. But yeah. um, Will Smith being a part of an ensemble cast, that's interesting to me, because it's not... It's a movie that has to basically that's actually di- a really good. That's it, a good point. It has to dial down the fact that he's Will Smith and he commands screen presence, which, like it or not, he does. Like he honestly commands screen. He has yeah. that kind of personality. So having him in the what I assume is more of a supporting role, I'm very curious of what's that, what that's going to do. For that him. is that is an excellent point. I'm looking at his filmography right now. He's either the lead or he's one of the two leads in his films, which is amazing. Yeah. So wow. Yeah, it'll be it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. Um, as far as should he do more sequels to his films I don't know what se- like they talked about an I Am Legend sequel for the longest time I'm so glad that never happened because there supposed what, to be what like would a, happen exactly isn't there supposed to be like a Bad Boys they keep talking about a Bad Boys 3 and I wouldn't mind it at the same time it's like do like as much as I know Will Smith's capable it's like do we really think Martin Lawrence is still capable of being an action star yeah. Oh, yeah, <laughs> like, that's right. is that the world that we really need still like, don't crack um <laughs> So, uh, <laughs> uh, and then they talk. Yeah, I mean, he. I think. Is... I think he wisely chose against doing Independence Day too, because um, I just. Who's, who's the uh, the lead in that? There's uh, no. There, well, there's nothing set yet. Like Jeff uh, Goldblum's supposed to return, um, but we don't. We don't know yet. I mean, it's presumably supposed to be like a, his uh, Will Smith's like son, not James oh, Smith, but like with, a character uh, playing with, uh, his... Michael B. Jordan. I, I, that's. Is it? Oh, it's not nothing's been announced i mean okay. th- I, I think that was just merely rumors of that rumors. Kind of thing. yeah but yeah i mean what else would there i mean i don't, I don't need a men in black four I don't, I don't need eight pounds i don't need hancock two <laughs> two cock um <laughs> oh, edit. you might have to edit that one out no i got it no. um, <laughs> wild wilder Winter's, west winter's tale two the devil's 
side. I would watch a whole se- a whole a whole spinoff of just Russell Crowe and Will Smith and Will in Smith. a Winter's oh. Tale sequel. <laughs> so, <kind. laughs> uh, but no, I mean, I I I I don't. I don't I don't think sequels are the thing he needs to do, and I think he knows that as well, which is why he's going for these interesting other type of roles. And if Suicide Squad, that automatically brings him into a certain universe. That could lead into sequels, but he doesn't necessarily need to be the leading star of any of those. So, so yeah, I think, I think we've delved Will into Smith, We've done did. a lot of Will Smith talk in this episode, yeah. and I'm happy, I'm happy with that because I, I do like Will Smith a lot. I think he's we've covered a, a lot of Will Smith topics here. I, I do think he's a very talented person. Um, not all of his movies work out. Not all of his albums are amazing, as we talk, as we suggested with the, the one that we could, <laughs> as we opened up with. Born to Rain is not the album that you go to when it comes to Will Smith. <laughs> so, um, but no, there's, I mean, there's, there's, a, there's a lot of interesting things to talk about when it comes to Will Smith, and I do think we've done a decent job of talking about his films yeah. and what have you. Um, so, with all that said, Abe, I think it's uh, oh, is, is it already that time for some uh, some beautiful games? No, 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 no. Getting jiggy with it. All right. I have a game for you guys this week. It's called Witch Smith. These are quotes from a Will Smith movie. Uh, what you have to do is you have to buzz in with your name and name the movie. Can I, can I suggest a new title for this game? Witch Smith? Smith Switch. Smith. Wow. Yes. It's, it's called Switch. <laughs> All right. Here hey. we go. All right. Go on. Uh- <laughs> Uh, first question. Wait, what are we doing? I forgot the game already. I was too busy with the title. <laughs> uh, so I'll be I'll be quoting a, a line from one of Will Smith's movies, and you just name the movie by buzzing in with your name. Got am it. I play, am I playing in this one? Yes, you and Aaron. We'll find out, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Men in Black 3. <laughs> Here we go. Every single decision you make will be life or death. This is a class one quarantine planet. Everything on this planet has evolved to kill humans. Aaron, wait, Aaron. are these so? Are these lines that Will Smith said, or just yes. from Will Smith? Will Smith movie? has said these lines as a character. Men in Black Two. What? Marcus. 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 After Earth. That's correct. Oh boy, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Men in Black Two. I'm just well because he was in charge in that one, so you know maybe he. Class didn't. One Quarantine Planet. Oh yeah, I guess. Well, that's yeah, like, yeah, I mean, we're talking about different planets. Like, it's like, <laughs> is the game just, over? <laughs> <laughs> Did I win? If only you, you could, ha- you could be happy being in the lead currently. Yeah, go on, Abe. Here we go. Next question. I ain't draft dodging. I ain't burning no flag. Aaron. I ain't run Aaron. Ali. That's correct. Oh. All right. Next one. I apologize to the people of Los Angeles. My behavior has been improper, and I accept the consequences. I asked my fellow Angelino Aaron. Aaron. Hancock. That's correct. Ah. Oh. Next one. Day 1001. We came in close contact with a hive today. Blood test confirmed that I remained immune to the airborne in contact. Marcus. Marcus. Uh, uh, I'm legend? That's correct. Yeah. Oh, we got a close one. 2-2. Two, two. Alright. Next one. I don't know, Dr. Loveless. I'm just as thumped Aaron. as you are. Eric. Wild, wild west. Yeah. Jim West, wild, Desperado, wild Rough Rider, No You Don't Want Nada. None of this six gun and its brother run and his Buffalo Soldier look it's like I told you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All of yeah. that. Is that the answer? We're going straight <laughs> to the wild, wild west. Abe actually dyed his hair platinum for this podcast. I <laughs> can't, you can't can see you put it, a show just... note for that, uh, for that uh, music video? That's... Yeah, you, you can't see it, but I'm just wearing a, a black leather vest with no shirt. <laughs> Classic Abe. <laughs> All right. 
Next one. It's $105,000, and this means to be one of the fastest production cars on the planet. Zero to 60 in four seconds, sweetie. It's limited edition. Aaron? Aaron. Bad Boys? That's correct, yeah. He's First talking Bad about Boys. His, his Porsche. Porsche, yes. Yeah. That like that, Jesus! That movie. I love Bad Boys and like him and Marcus and uh, Mike Lowry. Them just Mike just, Lowry. Like <laughs> Lowry. I want to be like Mike. They they just sitting there discussing the limited options in his Porsche. Are is hilarious to me. <laughs> He's like, damn right, it's limited. It's got no cup holders, two seats, no trunk. <laughs> All right, next one. Well, yeah, you know, cause cause he never appreciated you anyway. In fact, you know what? You kicked him out. And now that he's gone, you're going to go into town, go into Bloomingdale's, and find some nice dresses. Aaron. Aaron. Men in black. That's correct. Oh. That, that, he, as a matter of fact, you kicked him out. Like, that's the <laughs> way he says that. <laughs> I love that explanation because he's talking to Tommy Lee Jones. Like, can we give her like a happier? <laughs> All right, next one. Yeah, Tommy Lee Jones is killer in that movie too. Like, he, yeah. when they walk up to the, her house, like, he's like, I'm Agent man. Manheim and this is Agent Black. Like, it's like, what is that? <laughs> and then like when they're, when they're in the morgue, he's just like, I'm Agent Black and this is Agent White or Dr. White. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Will Smith just gives like these great expressions. All right, two more. Tonight's play of the game, or tonight's play of the day is me, extracting your spine from your damn body. Aaron. Aaron. Anchorman 2, the that legend continues. Oh. Here. Yeah, you got it. Do I even have a chance? Can points count as triple? <laughs> even then, I think Aaron would still win, right? All know. right, last one. Human beings, are, or human beings have dreams. Even dogs have dreams, but not you. You're just a machine. Marcus. Imitation, Marcus. I robot. That's correct. I comma robot. I, don't know. <laughs> I comma. <laughs> oh, my punctuation. And with that, Aaron, you have six, and Marcus has three, so you are the winner. Of, it's called Switch. Uh, of Switch. Wasn't I in the lead for a little bit? You were. You, yeah. You, well, you guys were tied he, for half the game. He, well, he was in the lead at the very beginning. That's you true. didn't give me any hitch uh, quotes. So I thought about it. It was unfair. I said, I go 90, you go 10. Or other way around. <laughs> Either way. <laughs> there was no shark tail quotes. No shark tail quotes. I didn't want to stump us. <laughs> yeah, I didn't, I didn't want to give you guys any interaction with Queen Latifah there. That would have been hard. <laughs> no no welcome to Earth. I was, I was waiting for welcome to Earth. I think that would be too easy. Welcome to oh. Earth. <laughs> okay. All right, I, don't, well, I don't mind. Just Marcus like loses again. your dreadlocks through the desert. <laughs> yeah. and what is that smell yeah. could have been in a barbecue <laughs> where are we, where are we in this show what are we doing I think, I think we're talking about uh, what's out now we are now let's do a little out now presents what's out now these are new movies coming out on blu-ray dvd or streaming this week and we have we have a few here uh first up the hunger games <laughs> jesus the hunger games colon mockingjay part one i believe that was our official Titling of it, Abe. Wasn't it the dash? No, we got rid of the dash. There oh, no dash. okay, all right, all right, okay, okay. We got rid of the dash. He was the he was my least favorite expendable or incredible. <laughs> Both of them. He he joined the expendables for a little while. He was not like there, and then I you know was like, well, I got everybody else. Oh. Um. Anyway, yes. Hunger Games that comes out. Yeah, go see it. Yeah, that's fun. Uh, Foxcatcher. Uh, I heard mixed things. Marcus, did you see Foxcatcher? Did see Foxcatcher. Did you enjoy it? Uh no. no it was no. okay. It was the performances were good, but I thought it was kind of boring. I'm I'm in the same camp. Uh, yeah. Then we have Tinker Bell and the Legend of the Never Beast. 
That's uh, a movie that exists. Uh, uh, sure. I love that movie. Yeah. <laughs> you heard uh, it here first. Marcus loves that movie. We Top have uh, Outlander Season 1, Volume 1. That's a show that exists, I apparently. That was a show. Uh, Longmire, the complete third season, which I believe is the final season of that show. Hmm. Uh, that's a show that existed also. Da Vinci's Demon Season 2. A lot of TV. A lot of TV. Space, Dan- Space oh. Dandy Season 1. Oh, yeah, you shouldn't see that. That's, that's actually, a, it's really weird. It's like, it's it's kind of the epitome of anime, except it understands that this is like the kind of anime that you expect but, from it, but it under- right. it's making fun of that fact to an extent. Yeah, like the giant bulging eyes, really beautiful, yeah. like a lot of colors. And but it's from, the, it's from the creators of Cowboy Bebop and A Kids on a Slope and Samurai Champloo. This is just his most kind of weirdest, broadest thing that he's done. Yeah. Um... And lastly, just because I wanted to bring something up that was weirdly indifferent, uh, Scream Factory presents Blackula and Scream Blackula Scream coming on Blu-ray debut. Interesting. <laughs> Marcus, we were talking about black exploitation films earlier. Now we oh. have Blackula and Scream and the sequel, Scream Blackula Scream, coming out on Blu-ray this week. I didn't even know there was a sequel. See, I gotta go back and look at these. Uh, based off uh, Brandon Peters' review of this Blu-ray set on Why So Blue, Scream, ba- Scream Blackula Scream is actually a superior sequel. Wow. Like uh, Godfather Two, just like Godfather Two. Yeah, well, that's what they were saying when they were making when they were making Scream Back to Your Screen. They're like, we're gonna do what Godfather Two wanted to do. <laughs> this is the Godfather Two of black exploitation. Of, of black exploitation films. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't Shaft's big score. It was Scream Shaft. Back to the Scream. <laughs> Shaft in Africa. No. Damn right. Um. All right, moving on. Let's do a little extremely cool. This is a. Uh, these are movies that are currently stream. This is a movie that's currently streaming that w- I will recommend for the week because we were asked away how what cool or, movies are or out TV. there. Or TV. Or yeah. TV. Uh, but I, I have one just kind of fitting the focus theme one, again. Uh, why don't you go first, Dave? What do you? Have? Actually, mine doesn't fit into the theme, but it's uh, Hello Ladies on HBO. It's on Amazon Prime streaming, and uh, it's got Stephen Merchant. This is kind of his first project, uh, not with Ricky Gervais. Yeah, I watched this show. I was. Uh, I enjoyed it. What it was? Yeah, if you're into that kind of humor, which is kind of uh... cringe comedy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, um, I have stuff on Netflix. One is Get Shorty. It's another based off another Elmore Leonard book, <laughs> yeah. and it's just a really solid film. Um, I saw it was streaming, and I I was looking up Out of Sight first because I love that movie. That's not streaming, but Get Shorty is. So why not? Um, and then also uh, The Brothers Bloom, uh, which Jose actually mentioned in the feedback section. It's Again, it's a con artist movie, which is why I'm bringing it up. But it's Ryan Johnson's second feature, and it's a very strong film with Adrian Brody, Rachel Weisz, and Mark Ruffalo. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, there's a couple movies that are currently streaming, and they're extremely cool. Uh, okay, next week's show. Next week we're talking about Chappie. Chappie. Uh, Chappie. The I new, am alive. I am Chappie. The newest film from director Neil Blomkamp, who brought us <laughs> the wonderful District 9 and the movie that exists, Elysium. Right. Um, <laughs> and the not-so-awesome follow-up Elysium. Um, oh, I forgot about that. You know, what? I'm I'm probably gonna rewatch it sometime this week just because I'm I'm curious again. I think I well, visually it's pretty awesome. Yeah, just but the then, story is kind of wack. And then Jodie Foster. Um, but uh, <laughs> Kruger, <laughs> I want you to go destroy everybody. But yeah, next week we're talking about Chiappy, and uh, I'm curious. I do. I mean, I I think he, I, he certainly visually he's a very good director. And Correct, I'm curious yeah. if this story maybe it's something more personal or something or you know, something that he's has been like he admitted this week that he wasn't too great with Elysium's story. Like he, put, he said that out in an interview that he wasn't 
he he regrets not having the, fully fledged like, beating your head over the or yeah beating you over the head with the idea of free healthcare. Just in general, he he thinks that he had he had a good concept, but he didn't develop the script as well as he would have liked to. Mm. It's it's neat to see directors admit those kind of flaws in their films. Yeah. Um, so I'm I'm curious if Chappie's going to be some Chappie. It's going to be something <laughs> a little better. We're going to do that the whole time. Actually, we're gonna, right yeah, we're going to call that Chappie. Chappie, little robot. Oh, little robot, little shoeshine robot. Um, <laughs> I you know I actually don't know anything about Chappie besides the fact that there's a robot named Chappie. There's uh, Hugh Jackman in a mullet, and he has guns at some point. Like, yes, I know, I know he does I have a mullet, doesn't I, he? I don't I don't know anything about what this movie actually is besides that it's called Chappie. So yeah. I'm back. I'm actually quite curious for that reason, and I'll be seeing that next. Uh, which gets us to our next segment, which people go see now, and what do you plan to see next? I am seeing Chappie next. That's the next movie I'll go see, and um, I'd recommend Focus. I I think it's a fun movie. Especially, it only made what 19 at the box office this weekend, which is lower for a Will Smith movie. Not necessarily unexpected, but still, it's an, if you're if you're an adult looking for something that treats you with a little a level of respect, that's fun. If you've seen all the Oscar-winning films such as Whiplash already, uh, I'd say go see Focus. Marcus, what would you say people should go see now, and what do you plan to see next? Um, Chappie. Is, I'm probably with you, Chappie and, and Focus. I, I like Focus. Fun movie. I don't think enough people are going to see it. I don't know what the what the, what the the numbers are at the end of uh, today. We'll it, hit, uh, it hit 19. Oh. 19 million. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, like, it's going to drop from there. I don't think enough people are going to see it, but it, it's, it's, it's a fun movie for what it is. It's a fun movie. It has edge-of-your-seat stuff. And, yeah, it's fun. If Whiplash yeah. isn't around, since it was, it was my favorite. Whiplash. Whiplash, by the way, we didn't have a What's Out Now segment last week, but Whiplash is currently available now. Uh, so anyone yes. that wants to see Whiplash should see, should see Whiplash, and you can see it pretty much anywhere since you can either buy it, rent it, go to a theater, go stream to a theater, it, yeah. whatever. Yeah, and I think the, that we mentioned that last week, which was a lot of the Oscar-nominated films, they got re-released in theaters for yeah. a short period, period of time. Like so. Birdman expanded to a 1,000 right. theaters last week. Like, it, there's... You you can pretty much see any of the films that won Oscars last week in any capacity. It seems that way. So right, go for yeah. it. So you should, should do that. I should mention the Whiplash Blu-ray, by the way, contains the short film that uh, led to oh the Damien Chazelle his uh, original short film that right. he brought to make this movie, as well as a lot of other cool features on there. So including a you know who else had a short film that got turned into a feature film, the FP. That that's true. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, thank you for that, Abe. What do you plan? <laughs> what What do you What do you What do you say? Probably gonna go see Chappie if I can catch what we What we do in the shadows. I oh yeah, I might see that, that too. Oh actually. yeah, because um, I know it's it's a little bit wider now, so it's playing in some theaters up here in the Bay. Um, and then uh, what I recommend, I do recommend uh, any Oscar nominated films. All right. Well, with all that said, that's going to do it for this week's episode of Out Now with Aaron and Abe. You can find more of my work at my personal blog, thecodeisique.com, where you can find all my written movie reviews, as well as at wisetoblue.com for all my Blu-ray and written movie reviews, and at theyoungfolks.com, where I'm currently writing about a couple TV series. You can also find me at Twitter, at Aaron's PS4. Abe? You can find more fun stuff at walrusmoose.blogspot.com and twitter.com slash walrusmoose. Hashtag, uh, uh, that's my hashtag. Nice. Marcus? (laughs) Um, I mean, you can, you can find me on Examiner, and uh, you can also find me on Twitter at Movies Marcus. You can find all the other episodes about now out there in an on iTunes and at Stitcher, as well as at hhwld.com. That is the podcast network that hosts our show, along with other fun shows, including the Walking Dead TV podcast, 
DC TV podcasts, and other fun shows, some of them that I'm actually co-hosting that involve TV and comics and games and cool stuff like that. You can also find our episodes over at outnow.podomatic.com as well as soundcloud.com slash outnowpodcast. You can, find, you can email us at outnowpodcast.gmail.com. Let us know your thoughts on Will Smith, the Fresh Prince himself, Focus, or anything else that we've recently talked about. You can also interact with us over at facebook.com slash outnowpodcast, or you can tweet at us at twitter.com slash outnowpodcast. Feel free to uh, follow our, our Tumblr page, outnowpodcast.tumblr.com, and you can leave us a voicemail, 972-798-3830. That is a place where you can leave us a voicemail. We might be able to play it on the show and answer a question you might have or just listen to you know, some kind of acknowledgement that we exist. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, with all of that said, uh, Marcus Robinson, thank you very much for joining us this morning. Gracias. Thank you. Thank you for inviting me. For sure. I'd love but... to talk. Any next Will Smith movie, invite me. Okay. Okay. You heard it first, guys. <laughs> holding it, we're all we're all holding him to this. Um, yeah. When uh, what, what did I say? David Oyolo plays Jeffrey Butler. Yeah. yeah. Invite me. <laughs> Okay. For the Fresh Prince movie. Who would play Uncle Phil? Um, Reginald Bill Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> the other TV dad at the same time. Yeah, got it. Yeah. You know what? I would say if you can see Wild Tales, go see Wild Tales because it's really okay. strong and people should see that movie. Um, but yeah, all that said, I think that's going to do it for this week's episode. So until next time, when we talk about a little shoeshine robot from the Bronx named Yetling Chappie. He's from the Bronx? I, he is now. <laughs> <laughs> I add so much. I've added so much backstory in my mind of who Chappie is. <laughs> it's ridiculous. I could write my own uh, Chappie movie based off Chappie. my own ideas. Chappie. But yeah, we're going to talk about Chappie next week. Um, we have our, you know, check out our Terminator commentary if you haven't already. All the other stuff. You can find all their episodes and everything else. Until next time, so long. And goodbye. <laughs> can y'all feel that? Can y'all feel that? Jig it out. Uh. Here I am in the place where I come let go In Miami, the base and the sunset low Every day like a Mardi Gras Everybody party all day, no work, all play, okay? So we sip a little something, leave the rest to spill Me and Charlie at the bar, running up a high bill Nothing less than ill, when we dress to kill Every time the ladies pass, they be like Can y'all feel me? All ages and races, real sweet faces Every different nation, Spanish, Haitian, Indian, Jamaican Black, white, Cuban, or Asian I only came for two days of playing, but every time I come, I always wind up staying. This the type of town I can spend a few days in Miami, the city that keeps the roof blazing. Party in the city where the heat is on, all night on the beach till the break of dawn. Welcome to my Rainstorms ain't nothing to mess with, but I can't feel a drip on the strip. It's a trip. Ladies have dress full of equipment and they be screaming out. So I'm thinking I'm a... This week on Out Now with Aaron and Abe, we're talking focus. Just the two of us. And Marcus. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> Is the game I'm over? T- <laughs> <laughs> Did I win? If only. You, you can, you can be happy being in the lead currently. <laughs> <laughs>